This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. The following episode is powered by Sennheiser. Welcome to the All Possibilities Podcast. I'm your host, Julie Chan, intuitive life purpose coach and founder of Being My Purpose. I had a successful career, an Ivy League education, and led a very rational life. Several years ago, I had a spiritual awakening, developed psychic gifts, and decided to dedicate my life to pursue my purpose and empower others. I'm hungry to learn even more about the incredible potential of the human mind and spirit. On this podcast, I talk to entrepreneurs, executives, scientists, and leaders to hear their stories of transformation, the science behind them, and what it means for you to unlock your potential in your life and career. Together, let's embark on a discovery of all possibilities. Welcome to All Possibilities. Thank you so much for joining us today. And thank you to our guest for joining us because I'm really excited to learn more about you. Her name is Shelby Mason, and she is the founder of a company called Boot Tights. Hi, nice to be here. Thanks for having me. So Shelby, I had been introduced to you by um, a friend of mine. And he was actually, I can just say it's my husband. And my husband was really fascinated with the idea of your company and the products that you create. And so why don't we start off by having you talk about what you do and what products you offer? Sure, sure. So uh, about nine years ago, I um, created a product that I called Boot Tights, which basically was an iteration out of a need. Um, I, um, it's basically, we, we put a performance sock on the bottom of hosiery. So when women wear their boots, their feet don't slip and slide. You don't have to worry about snags or holes because they're so much more durable. Your feet are warm and cushioned and comfy. And I, the idea basically came from um, me being at the airport and I was a road warrior before I started this company. I was in corporate America and um, was um, would sell TV shows to TV stations in the Midwest. So I would go to Fargo and Green Bay and Madison and freezing my little booty off during during the um, the winter months and always wore tights with my boots and my suit and that was kind of my uniform, so to speak. And I was always. I always had to layer a separate sock over my tights when I wore my boots because tights are thin, your feet slip and slide, you know, traditional tights are very thin and boots, especially if you have leather boots, they'll stretch out a little bit. So you're, you're kind of, you know, you're off and rolling, um, unless you do something about it. So I would, um, steal my dad's socks whenever I went home to visit or whatever boyfriend I had at the time, I would go in his drawer and steal socks because I had to layer. And so this one time I was going through the airport and, um, and it was talking to somebody in line at TSA and he happened to be a good looking guy. (laughs) And, um, and, and it, there's a reason why I say that because 
it was it was part of the humiliation that followed because as I was taking off my boots, I had the white man socks on as oh, I was no. um, yeah <laughs> as I was going through, so it kind of put salt in my game and it was an embarrassment and so it literally wasn't until there was like a public humiliation <laughs> that came you know that that caused me to think of you know how can we do this better and how can there be a better way and so literally on the flight to Fargo um glamorous life that I, I led there, um, I was thinking, wow, why isn't there a tight on a, a sock on a tight? Why isn't there a product like that? Because it would be so great. And um, so I, I sat on the idea for a couple of years and ended up figuring it out and doing it myself because nobody else did it. So now we've got all sorts of other hosiery products based off of that really kind of comfy concept where we combine, you know, the, the top portion, which is knit on a hosiery machine and the bottom portions knit on a sock machine. And we combine mm -hmm. them to not only do we do tights and, and shears and all sorts of things like that, but we also produce knee highs and other things that are just really great. They feel amazing and they perform at, at the same time. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank I you. love that. I mean, it really came out of a need. Yeah. And if anything, it seemed like you sat on that need for a while yeah, until really that did. moment hit. I didn't know and... what to do with it because I worked for Disney and I knew media, I knew television, I knew sales, but I knew nothing about starting my own company. I knew nothing about writing a business plan, you know, besides what I learned in college. And, um, and I really didn't know anything about the manufacturing process or anything. So that was, that all, I kind of had to figure it out, but I, you know, and I'm, it came into a lot of, um, let's say challenges and made a lot of mistakes along the way, but you learn from those. It sounds very daunting. It, I think it's one one thing to start a company that's maybe a digital company and another that then goes into product creation and manufacturing and all of those things. So what was the moment where you you felt like, okay, I, I really need to leave corporate yeah. to do this? Yeah. Well, the way I started, honestly, and this this can get into kind of some uh, more in my belief, my spiritual belief system, but I felt like it needed to happen in a big way. Otherwise I would never have left my, the stability of my job. Um, cause I had a great job. I loved my bosses. I made great money. I was in LA. It was everything, you know, on paper was fantastic. Um, I just, apparently I had a passion that wasn't being fed by what I was doing because I was kind of going through the motions. Mm -hmm. Um, but I didn't realize it at the time until I, until this idea really started to, um, come to fruition. But, um, so I, I had started on the side, but I was still working for Disney and they knew I was kind of moonlighting and, <laughs> you know, and so they were rooting, rooting for me and they were excited about it. And once, um, I started to, um, get the prototypes out there and start to um, meet with major retailers, the response was amazing. And and again, I didn't know what I didn't know. So I didn't know that I couldn't go straight to the head buyer and say, hey, um, I'm this chick with an idea and I don't have a company behind me really yet, but what do you think of it? And I didn't know that that wasn't the way it was done. I didn't realize that a lot of companies, they, they do the trade show route for years and years and years and build it up and have partners and this. I'm like, I just knew I had a great idea. I had so much confidence in the idea. I went and it sold. So once I got an order from a department store and, and then Oprah, 
um, we were on Oprah. Um, the, the product was featured on Oprah and then QVC wanted it. I mean, it literally had to happen in a really big way. Otherwise I wouldn't have left Disney. So that all happened while I was still at Disney. And so finally I was like, all right, I got to take this seriously. So, but otherwise I, I honestly, I probably wouldn't have. So this is the journey I'm supposed to be on, but I think, Somehow, you know, they knew that, you know, that the comfort level that I I had was so great where I was before. And I'd worked really hard to get to that point, too. So, you know, there was there was that stability and that um, expertise and experience that I was comfortable with and to go into something completely new and um, untried by by myself. I had to I had to have a big push. (laughs) (laughs) And for us, it was the response on the retail and press side. That's incredible to have those types of wins, even while you were moonlighting. Oh, yeah. And I and I believe me, I wasn't even ready for it. I didn't know what I was kind of the same story. You don't really know until you go through it. And then you you figure it out as you go along. Like, for example, when we were on Oprah, um, I was on a flight on my way to QVC and I didn't realize my, you know, my website died within like mm, two minutes of it airing on the East coast. So, you know, it was so all the, you know, that's what happens. You, you figure stuff out and, you know, I mean, we thought we were up and running and that would be fine, but no, we completely crashed. And, um, you know, and so all those kind of things you learn as you go along or you, you, you figure it out just by, um, you know, trial and error. Hmm. Let's talk about the spiritual beliefs that you had mentioned. What what has helped you on this entrepreneurial journey or even before then? Like what was that moment where where you felt like there was something something other than kind of our material like physical Yeah. Being? And that, you know, as I've gotten older, I think I've um just become more open. So when I was younger, I was um my family, we were a Lutheran from the Missouri Synod, and we had a pretty traditional, um, you know, organized religion um, as our background. And um, as I grew, I kind of grew out of it and went to college and, you know, religion was not a priority to to me at that time. And as I gotten, as I got older, I I guess I um, came back to spirituality naturally, but on my own terms in a, a little bit. I've done, I've, I started to do a lot more reading about um, spirituality in general and not so much on the more organized side. Um, I didn't feel a lot of a lot of warmth and I wasn't moved a lot from the religion that I grew up. It was a little bit colder. I mean, I didn't feel inspired. I didn't feel um, like the spirit moved me. I didn't feel, I just felt like, you know, I had to go to church because that's what you're when you're a kid, that's what you had to do. And then, um, as I grew up, I kind of came back to religion or more, I would say more in a spiritual way. Um, not in such an organized manner. Um, and I, I just started reading on my own different books and from one book to another book and started to learn about my spirit guides and, and vibrations and energy. And to me, that just made sense to me. Um, cause it, it encompassed more of, you know, more of the universe and, um, kind of, it, it was, seemed so much bigger than, than, than me as a person. And so I really, and, um, I felt like that kind of helped me that understanding or that belief system really helped me to, um, 
to look at life in a different way, to, to feel like, wow, maybe there's a purpose here for me. And um, I'm not just here to go through the motions or to be a good person, but maybe there's more, maybe that I'm supposed to learn something or maybe I'm supposed to, um, you know, raise my energy level by learning more and being on a certain path that is going to um, help others. And so that to me um, helped me as an entrepreneur um, because I honestly, I became very humbled through this process of, um, this entrepreneur, cause there's so much I didn't know, you know, I mean, I, and I, I became much more, I, much less judgmental, um, through this process as well. And when I growing up, I mean, I'm kind of going all over the place, but it kind of makes sense and you'll, you'll see when I'm done, mm -hmm. <laughs> but growing up, um, I, you know, my identity was really, for me, it was getting good grades, you know, being mm -hmm. a straight A student. And, um, you know, I, my family life was eh, dysfunctional like everybody's, but we, you know, you, so you deal with it your own ways. For me, getting attention was to make sure I was the best at everything I ever did. And so even if it didn't come naturally, I was going to work really, really hard to get there. So, um, so as I, and I was the first one in my immediate or extended family to ever go to college. So mm. I kind of had to figure it out myself and nobody was really encouraging me. In fact, I was discouraged at some point, at certain points by my, cause they were, they were threatened by it. They didn't know how they were going to pay for it, which they didn't need to, um, at when it came down to it. But so, so for me, I wore the badge of a college graduate of summa cum laude of, um, you know, of a doer. Oh, now I'm working in media. Now I work at Disney. Now I'm a VP. And so for me, my identity was my career. And, um, and I never had kids. I have no children. So I, I don't have an, I didn't have an identity as a mom or a wife or, you know, uh, for me, it was just my career. So, and I had to work really hard to get there. So I became, I think, you know, looking back at the time, I didn't, think this, but looking back, I think probably pretty judgmental because if I could, you know, if I could do it, why can't they? And so I wore that badge, you know, that, that title as a badge of honor and, um, didn't realize how much that affected my outlook on life or how others viewed me. Cause I was in my little happy bubble, but through this experience of starting my own company where like, again, not knowing, having a clue, I learned humility. I learned how, wow, you know, there's other people who are out there who are just trying to reinvent themselves or trying to figure it out or trying to find their passion. And you don't have to be super good at something to, to pursue it. You just have to care and be passionate about it. And so that helped me. And I think that ties into the spirituality because at the same time, I was reading a lot about your energy and your goals and purpose and other people, you know, and, and, and why we're on this earth and, and kind of that bigger picture and it all kind of fell into place, but I had to learn the hard way. <laughs> Let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Shelby about what it's like to open up in such a public way. We'll be right back. Do you have a story or a comment you'd like to share? I'd love to hear from you. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. 
You can also connect with me directly at my own website, beingmypurpose.com. Hey, everybody, this is Vikram Iyer, former advisor to President Barack Obama. Have you been opening your Twitter account or Facebook feeds or even just talking to families and friends and wondering what the heck is going on in this country? Well, it's not as bad as you think, but we're going to unpack that for you. Join me at the American Enough podcast on the Mouth Media Network as we unpack the policies, executive orders, and daily kerfuffles that are shaping not just this administration, but the modern face of America's politics. Episodes available at AmericanEnoughPodcast.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Welcome back, everyone. I am here with Shelby Mason, who is the founder of Boot Tights, and we were just talking about her spiritual beliefs and how that has impacted her own entrepreneurial journey. So, so Shelby, you had had described kind of what you've learned over the process and how it integrated with your beliefs, kind of going from um, the religion that you grew up with to kind of being more spiritual and then... Um, and exploring those avenues. So what is it like to to be so open about this whole process? Because, you know, let's face it, not everyone talks about their spirituality <laughs> as it relates to business every day, right? Absolutely. And, and what does it really mean for you? Yeah. Um, so my spirituality is, it's, it means a lot to me. I read a lot about it. I'm always open for me being self-aware is kind of half the battle. So it helps me, um, become a better person where I realize that I have weaknesses here or judgmental, you know, I'm judgmental there. And so, um, so for me, um, you know, being able to share this is a great opportunity for me to, um, to, to let everyone else there, know that they're not alone, that they have, that everyone has these feelings of, um, inadequacy or, um, or maybe they're pursuing something that they're not sure a hundred percent about, but you know, it's all a process that you go, go through and nobody, nobody has the answers. You just kind of have to go through it and then learn from it. And I think the big thing for me is just trying to be self-aware enough to learn from it. Because I think that's the the first part of it, everything, and then also being having the, having gratitude and um, and all of this. I've, I've honestly, I've really learned through just my spirituality, learning to be um, to have gratitude for my the process, being um, being appreciative of what I do have and um, and how I, and, and also, you know, what I don't know and, and how the process, um, I go through to get to the point where I can actually say, oh, I, I accomplished that goal. Now I'm on to the next thing. Um, I, I will say that since I've started this company, a lot of other women have contacted me and asked me how, you know, how did you get from an idea to implementation and to the business plan? Or what do you do when you have an idea and you don't know where to go? And I think a lot of women have that feeling. I mean, men and women, um, it just happens to be, I'm in the more of a woman's, um, business, but I think that, um, just knowing that if you have an idea and you're self-aware and you can learn from your mistakes and don't be afraid to, to, you know, hit a wall and you might hit it a few times before, you know, you break it. So it's a, it's a great opportunity for me just to, 
to share my experience and hopefully somebody can out there can learn from it as well or be inspired. I always think that being an entrepreneur is a soul incubator <laughs> yeah. where it just puts you up against all those things that you didn't have to think about when you were working yeah. in, in a corporate or, or some other place where um, everything's just kind of figured out. Like there's a system in place, you know, when you're getting your paycheck yeah. and you the know, benefits yeah, and, the benefits, you know. <laughs> six days, vacation days. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it literally is from going, you know, from having a, a very structured lifestyle, a very stable lifestyle to not knowing what the heck's going on, but just, you know, getting excited by that though, you know, being energized by that. It's like, okay, I know I have an idea. I know something's there. And having that feedback early on from the retailers and from press saying, you know, this is something that women really, um, could, would, would use. Um, as long as I had that, the rest of it, I could figure it out. Like I knew I was justified in my idea. Um, but yeah, no, it's a roller coaster ride like you would not believe. And some people are good at handling that kind of thing. Some others, you know, you, you have to learn. And uh, for me, it's been a struggle. I mean, I have a lot of really great days and a lot of really, really tough, tough days. So when you don't have a, 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 a clear sense of, you know, where this is going to end up, um, sometimes those days are really tough, but I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't take it back for, you know, a minute. I, I love it. I'm supposed to be on this journey. So, mm. but yeah, you're right. This is, it's, it, tr every day I feel like I'm, I'm growing. <laughs> it's a positive way of looking at it. <laughs> Completely. You had mentioned, uh, reading a lot. What are your favorite books or maybe the most, um, pivotal ones for you? Yeah. And, and why? I mean, I've read anywhere from, you know, Dr. Wayne Dyer. Um, he, The Power of Intention was a great book for me. Um, basically visualization, um, what what do you want out of life and it will come to you. It's, it's kind of like The Secret by Rhonda Byrne um, was also an inspirational book for me. And then um, I also love Sonia Croquette. Um, and she has, um, the book called trust your vibes and there's also, oh, yeah, Sonia. Yay, yes. yes. <laughs> so she's amazing and I've read all her books. And so it just, for me, there's also journey of souls by Michael Newton was a great book for me. So, um, Brian Weiss miracles happen. So, you know, I, there's just so many great books out there about not just mediumship, but also just, you know, the, your vibes and, and your spirit guides and just trusting in the universe and how to man how to manifest what you want. So those, those have all been really inspirational for me. So when I feel a little lost, I'll go back to one of my books. I'm like, okay, all right. All right. So it kind of keeps me on the right path. Oh, I love them all. <laughs> And especially Sonia, yeah. that was, those were the books that I turned to. to I had really a reading look at. by Sonia oh. a while back and, um, yeah, she was, she was very cool. Very, it was amazing. So you had mentioned before that the, I guess the upper part of the boot tight was made on kind of one type of machine, yeah. like, like a hosiery machine mm -hmm. and the other, the sock part is made on a sock machine. Yeah which sounds simple and yet at the same time complicated. Yes. So I'm curious whether whether the skill of visualization and intention and like 
knowing it can work and it can be done? Like, how did that play a role in, in even creating at the this point product? at that point? I didn't know if it could be done because it had never been done before, at least. Um, you know, we have a patent for, um, the whole utility patent for the, the methodology of com combining the two. And in the U S there's, ho there's hosiery mills and there's sock mills. They're not under one roof. So there's different machinery and it's different cultures. And so you kind of have to figure out that, but, um, I, I, you know, I, I vis I did. I visualized, I found the sock that I loved. I found some tights that I loved and I sewed them together. And I'm like, this is what I want to do. And so it was, it was kind of literal. And, yeah. um, and then once I figured out, you know, the whole manufacturing process and how it works and this and that, it really honestly wasn't that far that, that different than just literally sewing a sock to a tight. From there, I wanted to design the, the sock. I didn't want it to be too thick. I didn't want it to be too thin. I wanted to have all these qualities, you know, arch support, cushiony, moisture. I wanted it to, to be the ultimate boot sock. Um, and then, you know, the, the rest I learned from there. But yeah, no, I, I, I basically, um, I, I knew what I wanted and I visualized it and I sewed them together. <laughs> Made it happen. <laughs> Got to start somewhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, but the process was a little more difficult after that. But once, once you know the concepts down, and you, and I knew what I wanted, then um, I could at least explain it clearly, and and hopefully you know find the right mills, which I did, and I was lucky to do that. One more question before we go to a break. You had talked about um, reading about the secret and energy and and, and vibrations. Do you find that this is a topic of conversation among your other kind of entrepreneur friends or, or in business in general or or like how, how comfortable do you feel talking about it? And do you feel like mm -hmm. like more? Um, I think, yeah. I, yeah, I don't even know where I'm going with that, but but maybe just like where where does that stand for you? Yeah, I mean, it is a, a big part of of me. So I am you know, I may not go into deep detail about my spirit guides, <laughs> but I do feel that everyone has intuition and everybody, um, I think people understand goal setting, visualization, manifestation. And I think that, um, that, that is, that's easy to discuss, um, in, in the entrepreneurial world, corporate in world or in just, in, you know, in, in the industry. Um, I, for me, it's more personal than just writing down your goals. There's more, in, there's more involved in that, but, um, but yeah, no, it's, it's a, it's a part of who I am. Um, and so people who know me, um, know that that's, you know, part of the reason why I'm, I'm doing what I'm doing is cause I, I felt inspired and I feel like I'm on this path for a reason. So, but yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's not, I, I think a lot of people, um, are either they internalize their spirituality or they, you know, and it's a personal thing to them. Um, I'm not out, you know, I'm not on the side of the street saying, Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm a spiritual chick. <laughs> um, but I, I definitely, um, I bring it up every now and then when I feel like it's appropriate. And I also think it's a great way to inspire others. It's like, cause we all have our, in, you know, whether it's your, you feel like it's your gut instinct or it's your spirit guides or, or whatever, we all have those same feelings. And if you trust them, then, you know, and you're self-aware, then that's half the battle. You mentioned that you had a reading with Sonia Choquette 
And uh, were, were there any other readings that you've had that were influential in your life? One stands out, yes. Um, and it was, it still kind of boggles my mind. It shouldn't because I believe in it. So it shouldn't like, you know, trip me out that much. But, um, but it was really a, a, a very momentous occasion for me. So this was about 12 years ago, maybe 13, because time flies. And I have two older sisters and my mom, we all went for Mother's Day um, out for lunch and antiquing. And then we met with a psychic. And this was a, a gal who didn't like, you know, if you had to be in the know to, to, to know that that's what she did. And so it wasn't like she was advertising or anything. Um, so it was just one of those things where I was a friend of a friend who said, you really have to go there. And so long story short, um, this gal, um, the psychic said to me, and that this is at the time when I I'd worked, I still worked in television. I worked for various companies in, in media, um, entertainment media. And she said that she saw me, um, she says, I see a, an accessory. She goes, I just, I see you're, you're with an accessory. And she kept saying the word accessory. And I'm like, you know, I, I'll wear a scarf. I mean, I, you know, she's like your signature, your an accessory. I just see an accessory being a part of, you know, your future, you know, she kept saying it and I'm like, all right, I'll, you know what, I'll wear a brooch. I mean, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> I'll have a signature look. I'll wear some glass. I, so I really didn't know what she was talking about, um, at the time. And, um, but she, she, and she said other things that were absolutely right on everything, you know, so she was just very right on, but that was one thing that I, I kept, I remember that she kept saying is about the accessory, this accessory. And she, she was obviously right on. I've been to many, um, trade shows called the accessory show. I have my own signature on my, on my label and on my product. And, you know, and, and, and so that was something that of course I didn't know until later until, you know, I went through this process, but I looked back and, and said, wow, she was right on. So that was also, and there were so many other things that she had said at that time that hit, that just hit it correctly. And so that's, I think probably that was one of the, that was when I started to say, you know what, there's definitely something here to this. There's something. And then I started to read more about it and, and, and then trust, you know, trusting my vibes and all that other stuff after that. But that was an instrumental reading for me. And, um, and for my other, my sisters and my mom too, it was, it was just one of those, those things where you're just, you know, your jaw drops and you're like, wow, you know, there's something there. Do you feel like that helped you move confidently in, in the boot tights direction I, or did you not make the connection? I didn't make later? the connection at that time at all. Cause I was so far away from putting a sock on a tight, <laughs> but, but as I started, you know, as I was going through the process, I, rem you know, as I was start beginning the journey, I remembered that and it did. And it, and I, it, it, it made me, I guess, um, just believe in my, in my journey where I was going. Um, so I felt like, okay, I'm going in the right direction, or at least I'm in the direction that she said I was going to go in. <laughs> Hopefully, but you know, it was the right direction because like I said, I, over everything, I, I've learned so much more about myself and I think I'm, I'm much more confident in who I am. I, I don't have to wear a, um, a title to 
identify myself with my successes. Um, I'm over that. I've learned, I've worked through those things. So, Well, on that note, let's take a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to share the intuitive reading that I've done for Shelby. We'll be right back. If you're a business decision maker, you should listen to this. The show you're listening to is produced by Mouth Media Network, a podcasting network focused on the business of lifestyle. Because of our team's background and deep connections with brands, influencers, and ecosystems, we offer a tremendous opportunity to bring your company's message and products in front of decision makers from several verticals, including fashion, beauty, travel, materials and textiles, health and fitness, and lifestyle. Reach out to the Mouth Media team now at podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. Let's explore how we can collaborate and make Mouth Media Network a meaningful resource to share your message and grow your business. Again, that's podcast at mouthmedianetwork.com. We're back with Shelby Mason, founder of Boot Tights, and we are going to dive right into the intuitive reading that I've already done for her. Yay! <laughs> so, so Shelby, how this is going to work is I've already done your reading. That's sort of my style, and it's in my phone. And how I did it is I would meditate on your name and your email address, which was all I had. And I would set the intention to receive the highest guidance for you at this time. So generally speaking, like, you know, with everything that's going on in your life, whether it's work, whether it's, you know, something else, um, what is the one thing that I can share with you that can help you uh, move forward in the way that you want and, and really align with who you are on a soul level. So um, once I set that intention, I will be sitting at my laptop, fully conscious, and I'll start receiving uh, thoughts, kind of thought forms, and they come in the form of words. So it's I'm channeling all of this text, and I'm just typing it out. I feel like it's it's not coming from me. I'm just really the the person, the scribe, mm -hmm. let's say. And um, every so often, I might hear, "Okay, it's time for an image," because an image is worth a thousand words. So I'll close my eyes and I'll sit back and I'll kind of see this kind of streaming video go through, and I might feel emotion during that time. Um, I might know things, all of it kind of, all the different senses come together. Um, senses meaning clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, uh, clairsentience, which is clear feeling, and clairaudience, which is sort of clear hearing. That's my primary um, go-to sense, I guess. Um, and then for everyone, I also get an action step. So this is just something for you to think about, consider. You don't have to do it if you don't want to, but yeah. but really it's just a way to to help you move forward. Fantastic. And so how this will work is I will um, read it verbatim to you, and it is maybe um, three paragraphs long, and a lot of it is very visual, so follow, follow the imagery um, in your own mind, and afterwards I will ask you, how does this resonate, if at all, and what does it bring up for you? So it could be thoughts, it could be emotions, it could be memories or stories that you have, whatever bubbles up for you. And 
Um, usually I, I just say, you know, be open to the types of connections that your mind and heart will make. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense, but that's, um, that's something that we'll talk about afterwards. So really see this, um, as a kind of a platform to, for a discussion that we'll have. Two more things. One is that everything is in third person. Okay. (laughs) And what that means is that it refers to you as she, her, and refers to me as you. So just, just for that. And the second thing is that there are some words that are in all caps or capitalized, which means that these particular words are just more important. And so I will, I'll have a visual signal of just kind of holding my fingers up like this. That means that that particular word is in all caps. And um, I'll also say it, uh, I'll say all caps after that word so our listeners can know. Okay. So you're ready? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay, so for you, I asked, what is the highest guidance for her at this time? And then it says, it is like a single coffee bean, perfect in its dimensions and holding in the secret of its delicate aroma and fruit. If one were to look at it from the outside, it can be ordinary unforgiving, impenetrable. But when she were to use the tools to crush it and seek its juices, it becomes something entirely different. For her, what trips her up is when she only looks at the exterior, seeing its polished surface, the hard shell, and the work, all caps, that goes into creating something entirely different. When she focuses on the current, all caps, state of being, like focusing on how water is now ice, all caps, she forgets that it can change states, all caps. What that means is, when you think of, like in my mind, I could see the coffee bean as its state, like state number one. And then when you crush it and it becomes something else, like coffee, that's a completely different state. And the same goes with water and ice. Like ice is one state, and then water is another state. So when she focuses on the current, all caps, state of being, like focusing on how water is now ice, all caps. She forgets that it can change states, all caps. For her, the changing of states, all caps, is important. It is how magic happens and where true creativity, even alchemy, happens. When something can go from a solid ice to a liquid water to a nebulous gas, it brings her great joy. So what this means is that when something is able to change into different states like this, and it may not be recognizable, that that process gives you joy. Hmm. And then the image that I got is sort of a continuation of this metaphor. 
You saw a coffee bean being compressed, and it changed into a powdery substance. You saw ice, and as it melted, it turned into liquid. Taken one by one, they were able to change states, all caps. But ultimately, what was the point? If she wanted to be able to drink, all caps, the coffee, she needed to add other things, like water, and of course to have multiples of the coffee bean in order to have enough, all caps, meaning a single coffee bean is not going to be enough for you. It has to be kind of an aggregate. Mm -hmm. It takes a compilation of the same over and over again to create one cup of coffee. The point then is about what this is all for. If she were simply content with the changing of states, this would be enough. But it is about being able to drink the water or the coffee to relish in its taste and refreshing nature. Meaning there's sort of two things. Like if you were focused on simply the changing of states, like turning, transforming one thing right. into another, the creative process. you would be sufficient, <clears throat> but you're not sufficient. It's about what is this whole thing for? And it's all for actually being able to drink the water, drink the coffee and be able to relish its taste and, and really enjoy it. Like there's that level of joy that's, that's inherent like later down the line after it has been all transformed. And so the action step is to reflect on what is changing states around her and what her ultimate goal really is. It is not just to transform it into something else. It is to be relished, to be appreciated, and to be enjoyed for its flavor. So that's the end of the reading. I'd love to hear what this brings up for you. So any thoughts that come to mind, emotions, stories, memories, and we'll just see this as a starting point for discussion. So two things um, with the different states, you know, when you said the coffee bean and we have to crush it to get the coffee and the liquid and the ice and... um there two things came to mind. One is that right now with boot tights, we're actually relaunching and rebranding um, it to be called sock tights, which is not a, a major change, but it is in a way because um, it we're pre, we're creating other products that can be worn with um, other shoes, not just boots. So it's a it's a descriptive name, but it's also um, something that, I mean, we're putting a lot into the rebranding of it and putting, you know, re relaunching a website and the logos and the color schemes and the promotional materials and marketing and everything. We're really, um, basically we're giving it, we're reinventing boot tights into, um, something fresher. And with that being said, um, you know, we're adding new products 
to it as well. So the create that is the part that gets me excited is creating other categories based off of the concept of, you know, a tight with a sock. So going into kids, going into um, men's outdoor, that kind of stuff, that gets me really excited because I, I see, um, I have, a t- I have a hard time just focusing on, you know, one particular core. I, I, I have a tendency to want to kind of expand quickly. And sometimes you need the focus to be able to do something, one thing really, really well. Um, so I, I have new partners now that are trying to keep me focused, but I get very excited about changing the states of, of where we are, because I feel like there's um, a need for it um, in those various categories. So that, I don't know if that has anything to do with what you just said, but, um, but it sounded, you know, and uh, the other thing about the purpose is honestly, I mean, I put a lot of financial, um, you know, there's blood, sweat and tears, but also my own financial savings into this. Um, and I self-financed it for years. And when you, I think part of it is, you know, I would love not, I, I like the creation process that is exciting for me, but when it comes down to it, I also want to see this succeed, you know, financially. Um, I think, you know, a lot of us are in business to, to make money, but I, to me, there's, you know, I enjoy the creation, but the getting, seeing this succeed, seeing this be I want the, I want my product to be the go-to to every woman's sock drawer, you know, and seeing that, um, and hopefully the financial benefit that comes from that obviously would be a great thing. So I don't know if that has anything to do with, with the reading, but that is what, um, came out of it for me. Mm-hmm. So I don't yeah, know. <laughs> yeah. Whatever bubbles up for you is what should be bubbling up for you and, so I don't know if I took it too literal as product or maybe it was um more of a a personal um you know the states of my being or my character or I'm not sure but I went straight to product but that's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I think. The the metaphors can be applied to to really anything and and usually with my clients I'll they might say, "You know what? I I see, you know, I might have applied it to mostly my work or my career and now I can see how this applies to my relationships. I just wasn't focused on it before. So I wouldn't be surprised if later once it marinates some more and you have time to reflect and and life kind of happens that you'll start noticing little things that start connecting. Um, One thing is that this notion of of changing states seems like it it's just inevitable like mm-hmm. it will it it there's nothing truly different about it other than the fact that it's a change in state and that you can you can it, the process is um fluid like water can turn to ice ice can turn back into water and then you know boil it and it'll turn to gas and that if there's any stress or anxiety about the changing of states it's to just see it from this very um neutral perspective okay 
So like if, if let's say the branding is, is, you know, maybe you have questions, maybe you have doubts, maybe whatever's going on to just take away the emotion behind it and just layer on this very neutral metaphor, which is, it literally is a change in state. That is just all it is. And that the next step is, is why are we changing states? Like to what end? And in this case, it's I want to drink the coffee, or I want to drink the water. I, mm-hmm. or I I want ice, in order to you know really appreciate this drink or something. And so for you, like what what is the goal on an emotional level for you? And you talked about financial, but on an an emotional level, like what is it that you want to relish and appreciate and get joy from that merits this branding or mm-hmm. rebranding for you? Mm-hmm. I, I kind of want to see my baby grow up. So, um, you know, I would, I like the idea of having some support behind me now because I, I, I have new partners just moved to New York six months ago and, um, and we're really undergoing, um, a major facelift for the brand, a refresh. And so for me, in a way I'm, I'm seeing my baby, which is my boot tights brand, um, grow up. And that's exciting for me, but it's, it makes me anxious. You know, it's, we're putting a lot of um, time, money, and, you know, effort into this rebranding. So um, it is a kind of a natural state in a way because it's, it's, it's time. Um, but it, yeah, I'm anxious. I'm, I'm like a, you know, my... It's like my baby's going off to school. <laughs> so, but it's, you know, cause I, I put so much time and effort to build that, but, um, but I'm, I'm excited to see what happens with it. Yeah. And the other thing that came up for me was, um, the reading talked about the idea that a single coffee bean is not enough. If what you, if ultimately your goal is to drink a great cup of coffee or, or the water, whatever it is, that a single ice cube and a single coffee bean is not going to get you there. And so what that part of the reading was saying is you have to add water. You have to add, you know, flavoring, French vanilla, whatever it is, but you're adding something for flavor and also multiple. So you need a whole ton of coffee beans. Mm-hmm. You need a whole ton of water droplets mm-hmm. in order to make it what you want. And so you can look at it from the perspective of boot tights is one coffee bean. Mm-hmm. And then everything else is going to really add to the flavor mm-hmm. and add to the fact that you want this into, you want this to be larger mm-hmm. and not necessarily in size, but it's just a, a different entity. You can't drink a coffee bean. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Right, right. No, that makes sense. And we're looking at that right now in our product development and kind of the different directions that we're going to go. Um, not just, you know, based off of kind of where we started, which is doing everything, bringing women, you know, s- super comfortable legwear, like, and, and adding performance to, you know, to their everyday um, um, core items. But we're also kind of building on that with other things, too. Yeah. So it makes sense. I mean, we're building a brand. We're building a lifestyle brand. Right. So. Right. 
So in terms of how you would use the reading, I'd say every time you feel stress, anxiety, doubt, just kind of layer the metaphor on mm -hmm. and see where where it can be neutral because it that's just simply what it is. And when you're able to connect on that level, it's it's almost like all the anxiety goes away and it's just calm. Mm. And when that happens, you'll be able to see that, you know what, we're just changing states or mm -hmm. we're, we're building this amazing coffee drink. Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's what we want people to really relish and remember and enjoy. Ah, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you so much. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. It's, these metaphors can be kind of hard to wrap your mind around, but once you do, you'll start seeing it everywhere. Well, I come from Seattle, so uh, the coffee analogy is, you know, <laughs> even better. <laughs> it's right home. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. So at this point, uh, I always like to have you share something important to you. Maybe it's a cause. Um, it may be completely unrelated to everything we've just been talking about, but uh, something that's important to you that you want to share uh, to our listeners. Yeah, no, thank you for the opportunity. Um, at Boot Types, um, part of what we do is the tagline that we use is tights with a soul. And what that means is it's a play on words, obviously, because um, socks have souls and some tights have souls when they have socks on them. But, um, but also we feel like everything that we do, I, I want to put a little soul in it, um, into it. I want to put a little more thought into it, a little more meaning into it. And I'm following the path that I feel like I'm supposed to be on. Um, but also part of that is giving back to the community. And um, one way of doing that is we are partnering with a charity called Bottomless Closet. And what they do, which is just, it's an amazing organization. It's based in New York City and it gives women who are re-entering the workforce or entering the workforce for the first time and need professional clothes, um, but it may, you know, just don't want to spend or have the ability to spend um, a lot of money on those, but want to feel, want to look professional and want to put their best foot forward, so to speak. Um, this organization provides the ability to do that for these women. So, um, so we are partnering with them coming this fall and we're also donating a lot of our product, um, to that organization called bottomless closet. So I just, I think it's a great, I wanted to share it because I think it's a great organization or also just, you know, um, the idea of just either reusing or, um, upcycling or just giving to, um, to others that, you know, may need to reinvent themselves. So, I mean, we're always reinventing ourselves. I, I'm doing it with boot tights into sock tights. I'm doing it by moving here and, mm -hmm. and, um, and starting my own company. And, and, um, and this is an opportunity for me to be able to get back to those women who are doing it as well. Amazing. And lastly, how can our listeners get in touch with you? Yes. So um, you can see, go to our website, bootights.com, B-O-O-T-I-G-H-T-S. That's just one T in the middle. Soon to be socktights.com, but um, it will be, it'll reroute you to that site. Um, so, we, so you have to check it out. So you could, if you go now, you can see how it is before. And then in about a month, go again and see after, because it's going to be really exciting. Um, you can also email me at shelby at bootights.com. Well, Shelby, it is so great to have you on the show, and I appreciate your openness and 
your sharing. So thank you. Thank you. This has been really enlightening and a lot of fun. And um, thank you for sharing the reading with me. It's been great. And to our listeners, thank you for joining us and check out boot tights or sock tights. And especially if you have any of the issues with wearing boots, as I'm sure all of you ladies have <laughs> so at one point or another. Um, and, and also for men, too, with the new line of products. And until next time, be on the lookout for all possibilities. Follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at All Possible Show. Episodes are available on iTunes, Google Play, and our website, allpossibilitiesshow.com. This show is produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2017, all rights reserved. No portion of the show may be distributed or published without the expressed written permission of the producers. Thank you for joining us. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.